0: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle.
1: Tatiana King-Jones, and you are now listening to Fan Bros show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. It's your girl, Tatiana King-Jones, aka the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as E-Honda Civic, also known as Emma Frosted Flakes, also known as the Arc Android 18, also known as T'Challa Bread, also known as Toffee Baratheon, and Gin and Juice Urso. And if you hear me, that means I'm the captain of the spaceship this time around. But I'm not alone. I'm joined with my boy, Jeff J says. What up, Jeff?
0: What's going on, everybody? It's your guy, Jeff J, the Merc with a mic, AKA Do Rags to Riches, Earth Wind and Firestorm, Brian McKnight Thrasher, John Bodega, Bagger Vance Astro, Fax the Destroyer, and Booster Gold Link. I
1: have to tell you, Fax the Destroyer is my absolute favorite. <laughs> like, Because it's just so hard. Facts. Facts, my guy. Facts. Oh, my God. That's so, and it's so New York. I love it. I love it. Anyways, guys, yes, it is us two here today in the spaceship. DJ Benjamin is off doing his thug fizzle out in nowhere, wherever the hell he is out in the universe right now. But he'll be back next week. That said, we have a dope show per usual. Lots of to talk about. Lots of happened this past week. Um, we, and, and I definitely, you guys, if you haven't already pause this real quick, go back to the previous show. Okay. Because we had a great conversation about what it means to, uh, basically be let down by your heroes and what it means to p- place people on pedestals and what happens when you do that and what do you do when they fall off those pedestals. pedestals, because we're all human, we make mistakes. Some people make way bad, worse mistakes than others. That being said, how do you deal with that? So we had a dope conversation about that, all three of us. Make sure you listen to that. I implore you. It's great things that we are we'll share that episode. That being said, we're here today. We got a lot of things coming up. Um, this week was a very difficult week for a lot of people because this is the time of the year, springtime, up for TV. Basically, it's the infinity fade of the TV world, Right. <laughs> This is when all of your favorite shows are either on the bubble or definitely going to get canceled or maybe might be canceled. You never freaking know, right? So all the major networks come out to this this upfront season and basically they show what's going to come up for next year, but they also say in doing that, we're going to have to get rid of some of these other people, right? They're going to have to Peter Parker some of these folks. Mm -hmm. So, and I apologize. I know I love Peter, but dust to dust. That being said... Jeff, I know you saw a lot of the cancellations that went out. It was a lot of uproar that happened on Twitter this past week. And I actually have a list of all of the shows that were like canceled and a few of these that were on the bubble, they got their axe anyway.
0: Yeah. It it was it's a tough time this time of the year. It's really like spring cleaning and you, you, you bring all of the aspects of the universe and, and it's a time, like you said, it's a time of renewal. It's, you you're open, the, the weather is breaking and so are the, the wallets of all of the execs and they need to rearrange their pieces and it's literally like free agency in sports.
1: Right, right. They're making
0: it's- cuts, they're, they're signing people, mm-hmm. there's trades, like it's crazy right now.
1: One of the interesting things that I've learned over the years with when this, this time of year happens is in the past, just as a passive observer, I used to be like, especially with the shows I didn't care for anyway, I'd be like, oh, bye, see you later. I, I would be real obnoxious about it, basically. But after doing fan bro show and being involved in the industry more often, especially like when you see people like Ben Amin, for instance, who's a, a Hollywood writer, a show cancellation means hundreds of people out of work. Like that, like literally the snap happened and you're done. So I, I have a lot more sympathy now for the things that are happening when this happens. That being said, there are some obvious things that have been canceled and other things that were kind of like very surprising. On the ABC side, the most obvious things that were canceled, the Inhumans, bye-bye. Now we have, <laughs> that is not, we were not kind to that show at all. For, for
0: valid reasons, but we, we were not kind to that show. Man, peace, DJ Amin, take me out with a fader. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the let me tell you how real it was. Ugh. The lead already got a new job. <laughs> my, man, my man. They knew. They knew. They the, knew. The lead, the black bolt got a new job. He 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 went and got a whole, a whole new job while this was being deliberated. That show was out. That show was out the minute, the first episode. It was there. out
1: the first episode. And, like, we tried. We really gave it a shot. But it was just doing too much in terms. And, maybe you know what? Let's, let's, let me reverse that. It wasn't doing enough. Like, the really bad weave for Medusa. Just the acting. Like, it just wasn't working out for it.
0: So, so um, the like I said before, I was I was just looking it up just to confirm, mm-hmm. but yeah, the lead, the lead, the actor who played um, Black Bolt, he's going to Star Trek Discovery. Really? Yeah, he's going to be Captain Pike, Anson Mount, <gasps> who played Black Bolt. He's going to be Captain Pike on Star Trek Discovery. Oh. So. Oh, okay, yeah. See, so now that's I'm a big
1: Star Trek Discovery thing, right? Right, not so a fan, he's not going, a fan of this is on you know CBS's uh, All Access, that's trash, right? But the show is amazing,
0: yeah. So he's going to be he's going so think about it. That character that he's playing is a pivotal character. This isn't a character, well, f- to our knowledge, it's go, He's gonna be a regular this season, so it's not like you could dip yeah, out, he, do an episode, and go back. He he got this on he announced it on his Twitter on April 9th. So the cancellation came down a month later. Dude was already like, you know what? I see the writing on the wall, and it's telling me to get out of Dodge.
1: Well, Captain Pike is a huge character in Star Trek lore, and uh, he was actually, at least his name was, and I believe they may have mentioned it once or twice, but his name showed up in, a, in an episode on a roster. So, I and this is, Discovery takes place before the activity of captain kirk and friends so that's right around the perfect timeline so no he he's absolutely pivotal so wow so like what is that like like you're working at mcdonald's and you just go interview for a job at taco bell (laughs) (laughs) you know
0: it's like an internship you work the Mm. internship you 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 your your internship ends and yeah you could be hired by the company again but you're going to shop around and get the best offer
1: but it's just like, does that mean you were even devoted to it in the first place if you're thinking of you being on a show like an internship?
0: Well, I think these actors, they know when a when a show is gonna come back or not, or when it's on the bubble. And judging from the critical reaction in humans got, yeah, if I was Anson Mount and I got that call from Star Trek Discovery of mm-hmm. all shows, like, yo, we want you to play this character or I'm gonna or I would go in audition. Hell yeah, I'm getting listen. Thanos snapped his fingers and thank you for taking in humans with it. <laughs> he didn't even take half of it. He took the whole in humans and Anson was the first one to go.
1: Ooh, I mean, he took that. He took the mayor. We knew that was leaving. Well, I knew that was leaving. He took Quantico. He took Designated Survivor, Kiefer Sutherland's show that actually started, if I'm not mistaken, it, it was a deal with Netflix that they had. Did they? Um, Which so it's kind of surprising that yeah they did but so it's kind of surprising that you know it was a very lucrative deal but it still was like no bye bye I guess nobody was watching it Mm -hmm. I wasn't Um, I saw like half of the first
0: season I saw like half of the first season like it was okay but it It wasn't enough for me to keep up I still don't know Quantico lasted probably two more seasons longer than it should have so so that getting canceled didn't surprise me
1: um a bunch of CBS shit got canceled who cares. Don't watch CBS. Jesus. Um, NBC, you know, Taken. I, I even forgot that there was a show. That was a show based on a movie Taken. Is that not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's his prequel. Oh,
1: come on. Glad that was out of the, out of the park. Um, the biggest point of news happened with the cancellation of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right. So that was a Fox show, which was, and it was surprising to me because it's a wildly popular show, has a huge following. It actually has very good reviews, things like that. And Fox was like, nah. So, of course, the internet, sometimes the internet is like the best organism in the world because they will resuscitate. They're going to res something that they feel needs to be res. And they was like, everyone, all hell broke loose. They said, oh, no, this can't happen. I know a petition went out to save Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What's interesting is it was, what, almost barely 24 hours before... NBC jumped up and said, oh, we got that. Don't worry about it. We're taking that. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine is not dead. It's actually just been picked up by a new network. That makes me so happy and also makes me sad because it reminds me of other shows that absolutely should have gotten the same treatment, one of them being Underground. That still hurts me to this day.
0: Yeah. One factor was it, it cost a lot to produce Underground. So I get I get it from a production point of view, but yeah, it, it there and there was a major movement to try to save underground too, and I didn't even know if Brooklyn Nine Nine was gonna be saved. But for NBC, I was reading articles about it, and it was a smart move for them to pick up Brooklyn Nine Nine. They haven't necessarily been killing it on the comedy scene mm-hmm. for their week. Like, remember, this is the same network that at one point had Friends, Seinfeld. Um, all these, all these Will and Grace, all these shows throughout the years that has have, you know, been a staple of their. They were the original, wasn't it? Must see TV was was NBC, right? So mm-hmm. th- those lineups, and for them to pick up Brooklyn Nine Nine, they 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 have the fan support, they get the good reviews. You you put it right into one of the slots, and you keep it moving. So that so in that regard, I I could see the benefit. Underground, I feel like. HBO, Showtime, shit, stars could have picked it up.
1: Netflix, Netflix could have picked it Apple. up. Apple, like, forget the networks. Let's talk about mm. a- Amazon. Let's talk about the tech companies that have money out the ass. That money is not an object to them. Is it, the production situation is not a Is it, excuse me, the the money that goes into producing an episode is not a factor more or less because they know the return on investment is much greater.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. It it makes me sad, but that said, Brooklyn Nine Nine got saved. More stuff got canceled. Like I and what's interesting during these upfront times is that when they list these shows, that i never even heard of that got canceled. Like I didn't even know there was an Exorcist show.
0: Oh yeah, but that's the reason why it got canceled because you ain't even know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and that leads me to ask, like when it when it comes to these times. If you yourself could, could could control the range, you could be the Thanos of the TV world, what show would you cancel? Mm. Oh,
0: the first one would have been Quantico, but they already got it out of there. So
1: <laughs> You wasn't a fan like that?
0: Let me tell you, I watched... I invested my time into that whole first season. And the first season was good. Okay. F what you heard. The first season was good. The finale threw all of it out the window. I, it was the most... Illogical course of action for her character, um, Priyanka's character, to go, yeah, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm not coming back." Like they, it, made, it made so much sense. I said, "I'm not coming along for the ride. You can go there if you want. I'm not coming with you." You, you know, I wish you the best in your future endeavors. But <laughs> you didn't even
1: um, say, "Text me and tell me how it is." You go Yeah, like, I'm out.
0: no, I don't even want to know how. How is it? I, I didn't even pull the Wong. Like, yo, y'all in Wakanda yet? How's it looking? Who's there? <laughs> I didn't even pull the wong on them. Like, nah, I don't even want to know, bro. I'm in my house. I'm in my house for the day. I got, I got to wash my hair. I definitely got to wash my hair. But um, if I could cancel one show that's on right now. See, that,
1: that's, a, that's kind of an or, issue or for cancel me. Cancel or save. Let's say, let us say, let me give you mm. another option. If, if you know out of this list of stuff that got not to be canceled, if you could save any one of them. Or are all of them deserving? Not not the people behind them, but the show itself.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, out of stuff that already got canceled, sure. Uh, well, I, I'll I'll kind of go off the beaten path, and I'll say The Expanse. So The Expanse mm. was on Sci-Fi, and um, shout out to my guy uh, Chris Insanity Report. He's a huge Sci-Fi head, and, and I and I support the network too. And they have a tendency to cancel their original programming that caters to what their channel is supposed to be about. Mm. And this isn't the first one. They they had a show called Helix. They had yes. um they had they had so many um Dominion, uh Dark Matter. There's all these shows that they created and I never I didn't get a chance to watch The Expanse, but from Sci-Fi Heads I've heard so much. I've heard enough that I want to even though it's canceled, I'm going to eventually watch the 3 seasons. Like it's that good. You know what I mean? Right. So th- and and this is also a question about networks and what your identity is as a network. And what are you trying what are you trying to be and what programming do you have to bolster that claim of what you're trying to be? These for them to cancel these shows so that we could see Sharknado 85 times or original oh, okay. programming, or but you know, Sharknado, I'm it's not shitting on Sharknado. What I'm saying is they they put all this other programming on that sci fi people don't, sci fi heads don't care about. But you have these original programming that have dedicated fan bases that people are gonna watch on DVR, that are gonna watch, that are gonna binge them, they're going to get the interaction that they need, but they cancel them. They cancel quality programming and replace it with Shit. old ideas. <laughs> it's just stupid to me, in my opinion, and I wish they would stick to what has been working and just invest in the shows that they have.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely. Well, what about you? Tell me, fan bros, or tell us, fan bros, any of these shows that have been announced to either be canceled or on the bubble, whatever the case may be, what show would you cancel and what show would you save? Let us know. Hit us up. Contact at fambros.com. You can also hit us up on the interwebs at Fambro Show. And that said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll get back to you with more Fambro Show. Hey, this is Yutide Badaki. I play Bill Quiss on American Gods. And when I am not swallowing up people whole, I am listening to Fambros. Hi, this is Marjorie Lou, and when I'm not bitching about ex mocking the movie, I'm listening <laughs> to Fan
0: Bros. This is Grease Summer, and when I'm not voicing your favorite chocolate
1: cartoons or smoking a lot of weed, I'm listening to the Fan Bro Show. Actually, sometimes I do that at the same time. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Gene Gray, and, um, i'm i'm currently on a date with deadpool but i just left him downstairs to come up here and just uh say you know guys just just listen to the show it's fan bros why would you not t- hold on i'm coming honey okay all right that's deadpool okay bye guys hi guys it's alfrey woodard and when you are not just like picking uh why don't you listen to fan bros the best people are uh, but you know what picking is Just picking your nose It is your girl, Tatiana King-Jones, along with Jeff J. Says. And we're here with our favorite segment. The Guac is Extra. The Guac is Extra. And first up, the first question we have is from King Wiser, King Wizardy. They write, with Infinity War ending the way it did and the roster being short of heroes, do you think we'll see an appearance from Ironheart in Infinity War
0: You No. no, because
1: Tony, one, Tony's still alive. And even though I still strongly, I'm strongly convinced he's going to get killed. He's, he clearly has not yet. So they're still going to ride that pony off as far as they can go. As far as will Ironheart ever appear quite possibly in maybe five more years. I don't see them bringing her back in the IW2. It, it doesn't make any sense. Tony is still there, and there's still a lot of unfinished business that they have to get around to.
0: Yeah, I, I, I see Ironheart as more of a phase five thing because three, four years from now, her character will be more established, have right. more arcs, and really mean more. And, and I, I can see their phase five being the champion's phase where all of these kids superheroes are brought to the forefront. Yes. Because uh, if you, you, I don't know if you heard in that recent interview from Kevin Feige, where someone asked him about talking about Captain Marvel, asked him about Ms. Marvel. And he said she's somebody that they are highly um, considering and working towards bringing in the MCU um, after Captain Marvel debuts. <laughs> so I, in, by my timeline, that would fall within the three to four year range and she doesn't really have a direct connection to Captain Marvel other than being inspired by her because right. she's an inhuman so that can be fast track too so I think once she makes an appearance I think you can bring in Ironheart you can bring in um, Miles Morales eventually like that those those characters are going to slowly be baked in but I can see it as a phase five or possibly phase six.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, I think that Marvel's going to continue playing around with different mediums for a lot of the newer characters. For example, with Miles Morales, they're entering him on the animation standpoint because we're going to have in September, I believe, we're going to have the the um, the Spider-Man movie. But it's the Spider-Man. It's the Spider-Verse. Enter right?
0: enter, enter the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I, I think that they are going to allow themselves really creative license to expand in many different mediums to tell these stories in different ways. And then the beauty of Marvel, unlike other people that I'm not gonna name right now, is that they have a plan. So they have plans and all of these plans integrate within whatever platform you're on. So whether you're in the MCU or you're in the TV or you're in the comic books or even animation, they all tend to crisscross one way or another and they leave space open for that to happen. So to reiterate, is she going to be in the MCU? Yes, I, I think so, very strongly think so. Is it going to happen in IW2? No. Is it going to happen anytime soon? If five years is sooner, you, then sure. That's the answer to us. Next question comes from Bob Zigowski or Zigowowski. They write, who do you think will be the next MCU big bad after Thanos? Do you think he'll be killed off or only thwarted to fight another day?
0: Mm so my the uh, when i and i take that to mean the next avengers big bad so the next big bad like that's going to take on Everybody, yes. many many of them right so what i'm thinking is this is all contingent on the merger going through i think once if that merger is approved you have Dr. Doom on deck. Mm-hmm. And he's always, he's always been the person that I look to, if this merger goes through, to be the one to combine the X-Men universe and the MCU into one. Because they can use him to do Secret War. Absolutely. Which is the, the storyline where all originally it was all of the heroes got brought to a distant planet and had to compete. I had to fight against one another for um I believe it was the Grandmaster or or somebody, I forgot the, the villain's name, who was holding a tournament, a fighting tournament beyond their will, and they all had to fight each other. And the recent iteration of Secret Wars, pluralized for, for all the black people, <laughs> pluralized for all the black people, right? So Secret Wars, this one was all the different multiverse realities of Marvel combined into one world, where they all were, they all, those multiverse parts were, areas in the one new world and they eventually all came together and mix and match together to fight Dr. Doom. So I would say contingent on the merger, he would be the next big bad. If it's not him thinking of traditional Marvel heroes, um, villains, um, Avengers villains, I would say maybe Kang the Conqueror. Who's also oh, who's obsessed with evolution and trying to be, uh, well, Kang the Conqueror in terms of time or the, uh, the, the high evolutionary, one of, one of those two.
1: You know, as we already see, Thanos is clearly alive and well. Um, yeah, he momentarily got transported inside the soul stone slash gem, but he's still alive and he's still around and they still have to deal with it. They still have to come to terms with his actions and then what comes after. We don't even know how this will will not even tie to your original story. We have no idea if this will usher in Adam Warlock or any of that. So he's not going to be, uh, again, this is one of those no time soon type of things. I don't see him getting killed off. Like you saw his false deaths happen a few times in uh iron to not iron but an affinity war but as you see he's not gonna he's not that easily killed like all these little tricks and all of these grade school stuff is not gonna work on him and even from the the, the strongest or, or the purported strongest heroes couldn't take him i don't see him being quote unquote killed like that would he be put out of commission possibly yes um I'm not as as far as I feel right now. I don't think there's a next big bag per se. I think the next movie and perhaps subsequent movies, as we'll see, are going to be dealing with the fallout of what he's changed with uh, Earth in terms of who he's done. If the Adam Warlock story comes into play, then all that stuff is going to be reversed. Okay, but still, you have to deal with what has occurred. And most of that has nothing to do with even killing Thanos. It's just trying to make shit right at this point. So um, I, I, I don't see any big bad that come into mind that quickly. But yes, I, I think Doom, if they're considering the merger situation, that would be great. But they also would have to rebuild the character all over again. At this point, I don't even, I, I'm not even considering that travesty of a Dr. Doom that happened a few years back and I hope no one else does, okay? <laughs> in my mind, Dr. Dune was never in movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Oh, that was horrible. Um, but yeah, thanks for the question, appreciate it. And the final question actually comes from a series of people, including DJ Ben himself. His question, or everybody's question is, and this is all based on a longstanding black Twitter conversation do black male geeks date outside of their race because they feel like outcasts i have my own opinions on this but i'm also not a black male geek i'm a black female geek so i'm going to defer the first i guess chat to you this first conversation to you
0: jeff what do you think about
1: that (laughs) um i have thoughts hmm
0: this is what I, I, I have. I have thoughts.
1: Um, well, let me break it down. Let me break it down a little bit. Do you think black male geeks are, one of the arguments is that they're discriminated against?
0: I, I think their discrimination lies in the mirror. Ooh, nobody's, nobody's ostracizing them from the community. You're, you're just weird. And it's okay to be weird. It's no, seriously, it's okay to be weird. Think like about it, think think about yourself, me. think about us in high school, think about us in yeah. middle school. As some of it is a little jarring, I cringe a bit, but it was the growing pains of being a kid. Like if you were into some some anime and some stuff that people weren't up on, especially now like pre-internet, like well, the ubiquity of the internet now, like yeah. you had to get tapes, you had to you had to outsource to find um well the the content that you wanted. So you were really like it was like, yo, you,
1: you had to put really, in real
0: work. Like, yeah, you like a like, real nerd. To like you ain't
1: go down to the comic book shop or you know, one of those um cultural shops where they do all things anime, where they right. just import everything. You had to walk down there.
0: If you're in New York, you have to go to Chinatown and go to the spots and, and find and find the, the the dubs and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 were a part of the culture, but I think it's also it's it's a part of growing up. And Nowadays, I feel like nerds in general, this culture that they held so close to the vest is now starting to mainstream, and they want to use it as a status symbol so that they can oppress, for lack of a better term, the people who were uh, demeaning them back Mm -hmm. in the day. So they they're very protective of the culture and don't and, and you don't want to let anybody in but that's also counterproductive because you want people to like what you like because what you like is so dope that's why you advocate for it but i don't think listen if they're not checking for you then maybe you do need to expand your dating pool or learn how to be more appealing to the gender that you want to attract like I, I think that's that's a lot of it, like we always had the the dudes who knew how to dress, the dudes who just knew how to talk, the dudes who were intelligent, the dudes who could fight like and we would we would all build off each other and have the think take a trying to, if I, if I needed a little more confidence here, I go to the dude who I see it in, I go to my friend who I see it in, I, I go to the woman that I see it in, I'm like hey, you know, how do I do this? Is this fit cool? Does this match? Does this look good? Do I need to like take it back? Like I, I think there's a lot of things that you can do or that you should do, but if you're like 35 talking this they don't like me shit, like you know, it's like it's like your MCM still says that women um hate on him because he's a nerd. He's twenty he twenty he twenty seven, right? He twenty seven. He thirty five. Like yo, at what point do you grow up, fam? And 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 look in the mirror and say, yo, I might not be agreeable because I don't shower like that or I still dress <laughs> I still dress like a clown or I'm just oh not I'm God. I'm introverted or I'm too extroverted or I'm an asshole like there's a lot of reasons why people could w- wouldn't like you other than being eccentric and I yeah. think that's what a lot of times especially when we were younger it's like yeah, they don't like me because I like Dragon Ball Z. And it's
1: like, fam, I think it's a little bit more than the Dragon Ball Z. Right? I think you are just annoying as fuck. Well.
0: <laughs> right, right, and and, and, I, and that's why I think a lot of them use it as a crutch. Like mm. you think about when you walk down the street, you know miss miss shorty with the curly hair. Can I get your number? Can I get can you? Why can't you have friends? You can't have friends. No, I'm sorry, I just got to get to work. I will right, well, fuck you then. I wasn't trying to talk to you, ugly. Right. And it's like, okay, but you just, you, you was trying to talk to me though. Like you legit stopped my pace to street harass me, no matter how polite you try to come off. And now it's fuck me because I don't want to talk to you. And everybody uses a crutch to say why somebody doesn't uh, why somebody doesn't return their, their favor. You know what I mean? And I think if you look in the mirror and really, uh, and get some friends that are brutally honest with you, or, or, you know, if you're, if you're, sense it sense if you're a little sensitive to brutal honesty, somebody who's just plain honest and will put you on and then help you raise your level, you'll be all right. But you can't be you can't be out of college or you can't be 20 plus, 21 plus and lived a good amount of life and still say they don't they don't like us. Nah it's you fam. It ain't us. Yes.
1: To add on to that, I have to say that I to me I see a, a big issue with expectation and what people feel like is owed to them. Mm. And I think that's important to understand. Like a lot of people, when they get mad, like you said, you use that example of walking down the street and then a dude trying to holler, I'm not trying to hear that. And they say, well, fuck you then. You know, you was ugly anyway. I'm like, well, clearly I wasn't ugly a moment ago. Or well, you wouldn't have said nothing to me. Right. But, it's, but I realize most of that anger. And, and when I say realize, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying based on how I understand these emotions that you feel like you're owed something from me, that you're owed something from the next person. And that's where your first, second, and third mistake starts because you are coming into this picture saying, you know, I'm so-and-so and, and I deserve your attention just because I'm me. And that's, and that's enough. And then to your point further, it's like when you don't get it, it's like, oh, so what's my, you know, what's your problem? Why, which, why you don't like me? must be because I like the last shot, I like collecting pop vinyl figures. Like that's not what it is, dude. And granted, it was more difficult in the past, 99s, 2000s, like you said, the internet's not what it was the way it is now. Right. So it was h- harder, like if you felt like you weren't around that circle of people who, who looked like you that were into it, then you had to find the friendship elsewhere. So for example, when I was coming up in high school I had friends of, of lots of different races. I, I had mad black friends that was into the, as, as you say, geek culture. But I also had, uh, I had, I had people all across the spectrum, all types of intersections, just because that's the town that I grew up in, or that's the town that, those are the people who I were able to get access to. And I never once sat there saying, yo, these people don't like me because I'm a geek. Oh, I'm a nerd or I'm this other stuff like it, it it was like well, you don't you don't you don't f with me and for for several reasons maybe you do think I'm I'm such a geek that you can't deal with it there's some people who are like that but I wouldn't sit there and hold that against somebody so when I see things like like t- these especially people who are grown-ass men saying these things I'm like at some point when do you turn around and say Let me interrogate myself to see maybe there's something I'm doing that ain't right. Maybe people don't like my ex body spray and that's what's the problem. (laughs) Like, I'm just saying like, because my thing is you could be like the finest man ever looking like Idris or whoever you think is fine. You know, looking like Jason Momoa, looking like Matt Ali. You're gonna be looking like any of these people. But if you annoying as fuck or you just, if you're not friendly, If you have a bad attitude, I don't care that you like reading comic books every day. You have a bad attitude and I don't want to fuck with you.
0: Right. So to that
1: question, I say, look within yourself because more than likely there's an issue with you. Are there people out there that don't like geek slash nerd people or make fun of you? Yeah, sure. But it's, it's literally not the vast majority of people maybe you got people who made fun of you but for a variety of reasons and i'm pretty sure that if you thought about a little bit harder you figure that out (laughs) anyways that said if you guys have any question for us hit us up contact at fanbros.com you can talk to us or ask us about anything if you have a question about your personal life you have a question about how what you want to name your baby you have a question about what gift you need to get your mom's for her birthday if you have a Geek related question. We'll talk about comics, movies, TVs, whatever you like. Hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, or hit us up on IG at Fan Bros Show or Twitter at Fan Bros Show. And finally, one more thing we need to talk about. We talked about him a little bit last week. Um, Donald Glover, as we know, slash Childish Gambino, he did his video with uh, This Is America, we, we, we hyped that up, we picked that up because there was consensus among most of us that we thought it was dope. That it, it did a good message or shared a great message or a series of messages, the visuals were on point. That being said, a lot of people went back to his, you know, his past history about the things he said as an actor and that goes back to our original conversation that we've been having about what happens when you place people place people on pedestals. Like do you their past behavior, does how does that affect their work and so on and so forth. That said, there are more creators that came out the woodworks either and you know, this is the internet so people meme things to death. So there's been mad news that come out about this This is America video. Some of them hilarious as fuck. There was a Fortnite one that came out over the weekend, hilarious. And there was a new one that came out that I refused to watch fully because I didn't want to give it the views, but, and I don't remember this girl's name, but there is um, a young, uh, this is a, a comedian, white woman that did a parody video called This Is America, but she made it about women saying like all the things women have done to make America great i um, sorry to use that terminology, but that's essentially what the video was about. And it was interesting because it was a video that was supposed to be about women, but it was all white women, mm-hmm. mostly. There were some people of color here and there. It was mostly white women. And a lot of people felt like she missed the point. She shouldn't have made fun of the video, this, that, and the other. The question here is when you get pieces or you get works of art or, or to some people works of trash, by these creatives and by these luminaries and all that stuff is it then at a point where you, the next person should not parody it or build upon it or something like that
0: no i don't think so it, it, it's the internet uh, shit i wouldn't have i probably wouldn't have a job if we if we weren't if if we left certain art alone and didn't meme it and didn't parody it and didn't build upon it this is the evolution of art the same way we were, we were in the streets decades ago doing graffiti and, and creating hip hop. We created it off of other art forms mm-hmm. and make it our own. I just think if you do it, you, it it's got to be dope. And if it's not, then you're going to get roasted. I, I don't think um, we should venerate artwork to a certain level where it's untouchable because art, the essence of art is creating, remixing, and making something, you know, making something original from other original works of art. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I think we we get into a little bit of a slippery slope with that when we talk about, oh, they shouldn't even leave this alone. It's talking about something serious. When they put A mustache on the Mona Lisa, that's when all the 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 rules went out the window. Like let let's let's be honest here. Like there's works of art that have been parodied throughout time and shows and famous stuff and all of that. So I don't think, you know, you do it, you try to do it in good taste, or if it's gonna be cheeky, inappropriate humor, make it funny, make it smart, make make it have a point. It almost made a point in its own that. I didn't even watch the whole thing, and maybe I should have, just so that I could have a more informed opinion. But if it is yeah. how you said it is, it kind of, the song kind of made the point that <laughs> she I'm was gonna making. Say,
1: like the argument about you mentioned when it's a quote unquote serious work of art, or if it's about a serious issue. Like, yeah, there were some funny things and all that in 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 the video, for example. This is this is America, but it was talking about a lot of different serious real topics. So does that mean, look, y'all, y'all really shouldn't be, be, I mean, we laughed at, you know, the Fortnite video, we laughed at all these other videos. So like now that this woman has come into it, now it's a problem. Now I, again, I personally didn't care for the, her take on it, but like, is there a point where like you say, no, but is there really some point where nothing's sacred?
0: I wouldn't say I see. That's the thing. I don't, I wouldn't sanctify mm. certain works, works of art. Now, if it was something religious, well, for people like that, that's where I think you get into a, a murky area, like when it's religious, when it's, you know, you can, you can make just, I'm just thinking through it, you know, mm-hmm. it, I, you can make the case. All I'm saying is when you decide to parody something, and it's, and it's potentially a, a, a incendiary topic or something that's really poignant and cultural and something that, that's purporting to make a message or to, yeah. to, to, to per, you know, it, it's saying something of importance. If you're going it, to parody it, it's got to be smart and it's got to be effective. And whatever your, your ultimate goal is for parodying that art, it better fucking hit, cause if it isn't, you're gonna get roasted. So that that and that's exactly what's happening with this artist now. So I, I don't really like, you know, cause even even if I keep it keep it a hundred, I still don't really know what the message is that mm. Donald Glover was trying to convey. Cause you know we get into this whole idea of interpreting for the interpreters. Mm. Where And that's the beauty of art. Somebody creates something. Because I've seen it on shows too. Somebody will create something and someone will point out what they took from a scene or from a line. And the artist will, will, will be honest and say, well, that's not, that wasn't my intention, but wow, I could see that. Yeah, yo, that could rock too. But that wasn't my original intention. I don't know Donald Glover's original intention. I can infer based on what I see and say, okay, you might be talking about gun violence. The fact that I had to watch it a couple of times to notice that there was shit going on in the background while he was dancing. Like, that's one of the big things that I took from it, that we can can easily move on from fucked up shit while Mm -hmm. it's still going on. Because... He was him and them kids was killing them dances. So I was just like, <laughs> I, I'm there. He hitting the he in the shoot. The he shoot. doing all of yeah. that. Like I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this motherfucker killing it. Meanwhile, there's a horse in the background. The there's cop cars. People falling. I'm like, oh shit. I watched it the second time and I'm like, oh damn. There was wow. Point taken. Like that was what I took from it. But this whole higher level conversation and this is the gun violence in America. And this is this is the uh, this is the the Christian of of all of the 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 violence in this country and we don't do anything about it. okay i feel you but i don't know if that was his intention i took what i took from it but i kept i keep it at a certain level cuz i just don't know but i think when 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 it's art if you it's it's just with anything you try to copy something, you try to make a, a you try to make your own statement based off of someone else's original art, it better be good. Cause you're gonna get you're gonna get ripped for it.
1: Okay. And also speaking of original art. Uh-oh. <laughs> chewy! That was my Chewy, that was the Wookiee Roar. Make sure if you guys haven't already. You have until May 25th to join in for the hashtag Roar for Change initiative. That is an initiative led by the Star Wars Force for Change charity along with UNICEF. They're actually raising money for UNICEF um, for every social media post between May 4th and May 25th using the hashtag Roar for Change. They will donate $1 up to $1 million. The whole point is to either do a picture or a video using your Wookiee roar. So uh, for people watching the video, you saw that I had the Wookiee mask, the Chewbacca mask. If you don't have it, you can do it yourself. Whatever you feel like doing, make sure you do that because it's going for a good cause. Hashtag roar for change. I did my own video, but I mean did his own video. I, I don't know if Jeff J got his Wookiee roar together.
0: I got to get mine tight. I got to get mine tight. I wasn't going to use the mask. I got to get <laughs> mine you're going to get
1: your mask soon. Um, also... Please guys, make sure that it's something very important that we keep asking for every show, but we really, really need it and we'll continue to ask. Make sure you subscribe to us. Subscription is so important because it shows not only us, but all the brands that we wanna work with and all the people who are looking to work with us, how much support we have. We know you guys support us heavy. You guys tell us all the time in person and online, make sure that those subscription numbers match. Make sure you're following us on the Twitters. Make sure you're following us on IG, on Facebook, and all the social media platforms. Make sure you guys are going to the YouTube page. Go to Fanbros TV. You can Google that. It will take you right to the page. Make sure you're subscribed as a, on our YouTube page because we're doing mad videos all the time now. And that being said, we want all these outside parties to see all this magic that's happening here at Fanbros. But most of the way they can understand that is to see our numbers. That's, that's the plain and simple of it. And a lot of shows won't tell the truth, but this is the truth. Lots of times it's a numbers game. So even though we may be super dope and everything's great, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't have the numbers. We're not really feeling you like that. So again, your support is incredibly important. Make sure you hit us up, at us, add us, follow us, subscribe to us, do all of that. It's incredibly important. And make sure you follow us as well. I'm at Tatiana King. Jeff
0: is? I am at Jeff J. Says. And as Tatiana says, you got to subscribe. Because remember, when you subscribe to an opinion or belief, that means you also hold the belief. So if you hold the belief in fan bros, then there's nothing else to do but to subscribe. You get it regularly. You get exclusive videos on the internet that you receive first. Because when you put the notifications on, because... Why wouldn't you put the notifications on for fan bros? You will get these videos and then you go to the podcast. You get us in all our regalia, our audible regalia as we deliver these weekly audible gems directly to your ear. Don't even have to pierce your earlobe. It goes right into your ear and you take it and you live it and you love it. So subscribe. There's not, it's not going to hurt you. We wouldn't hurt you. Would you hurt them?
1: I mean, they could collect all of our gems and then destroy the universe, so. I mean, that's
0: what it is, is sm- snap of <laughs> your fingers, you get YouTube videos. Like, what else could you want in this world?
1: Fan <laughs> Pro